In this episode, the US travel writers who decided to stay in South America following the outbreak of COVID-19, what you can do to avoid further delays when trying to get home, and China is lifting travel restrictions near the center of the coronavirus outbreak. Welcome to the new daily World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus, and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil sharing some of the travel industry headlines surrounding coronavirus and hearing stories from nomads affected by the pandemic. But Phil, the idea of China lifting travel restrictions, does it ring alarm bells for some, do you think? Yes, I think so. They've announced restrictions would be lifted in Hubei province, except in Wuhan, the centre of it. But China claims to have brought their outbreak under control. Some dispute that but all residents will still need the green code, which is a monitoring system to travel. With travel to Thailand down, dozens of elephant parks are closing down and park owners say unless the government intervenes, the Thai elephants could be forced back into things like illegal logging. I hope it doesn't happen because, you know, the welfare of those elephants is uh, something that concerns us all, I'm sure. All right, well, away from the headlines, travellers are understandably asking what they can do to avoid delays when trying to get home. Now, it's a question that's coming up a lot for NIB Assist, our emergency assistance team. And hot from answering the phones is team leader Jake Cordwell. Take it away, Phil. So, Jake, the emergency assistance line has been, you know, inundated, and I know you're coping with it very well, but you've got some great suggestions for how people can self-help. Yeah, that's right, Phil. So, look, you know, a few things you can do. Um, Contacting your airline 72 hours before your flight. Um, Checking if they have any special requirements for you to meet uh, before you travel. Um, Some airlines are asking for a medical clearance or um, confirmation that you're a resident or citizen uh, for that country to enter or transit through. What about if you're uh, sick? or injured or you need a test for COVID, what can you do? If you're needing to access healthcare for any illness or injury, you may be required to undergo a coronavirus test. These tests can be expensive. um, And if you don't have any symptoms, it can be difficult to get those tests. Um, So I I would recommend contacting your emergency assistance team um, who can direct you to an appropriate provider. What else can travellers do? What about registering yourself with your government? That's right. So um, we recommend that you contact um, your appropriate authority, Smart Traveller, um, or Foreign Affairs Ministry and just let them know where you are um, and if you need any assistance. Um, they can also provide any advice on you know, closed borders and quarantine laws and things like that that may apply. Look, if you're one of the few who is continuing on a journey for whatever reason, what should you do? Um, so, look, a few things. Ensure you are able to um, enter your intended destination. Um, there's some additional entry requirements. These can also apply to countries that you are just transiting through. Um, so check all those destinations and transit locations um, with your consulate or local embassies to see if they have any uh, requirements for you to enter. And there's sometimes there's uh, quarantine uh, rules for when you arrive somewhere. That's right. Um, some of them do have legal enforcement. So make sure you're abiding by those and, and checking what's required. Make sure all the services are available. Are you able to access your accommodation? Is there food? Um, you know, access to what can you get? Make sure that your destination it is running and equipped properly. Thanks, Jake. Some very helpful tips there. Renee and Scott run a blog, Story Scout, sharing stories for social change. But this couple of freelance writers with a lust for travel have decided not to return home to California during the pandemic. But instead, they're hunkering down in South America. Well, we left the U.S., for a year's worth of world travel uh, last June. 
we've decided we like South America so much that we've just stayed here. So we've just been noodling around South America or since then. As the last couple months rolled around, we started seeing uh, signs up when we go from one country to another to let the visa people know if you've been in China. And then it's gradually just got tighter and tighter. And by the time we got to um, the last, I'd say three weeks or so when we got here, we realized we needed to make some decisions and had decided to go to Mexico a little earlier than we'd planned before we went back to the U.S. And then the last week or so, we decided that it didn't look like a good idea to go to Mexico. One, they weren't taking things seriously. And two, the airports were beginning to look like a zoo. Well, and also we are very interested in flattening the curve. So this whole idea of, you know, wherever you are, stay, um, it didn't make sense to us to get on planes and fly back to the U.S. because we're in a place where the coronavirus has not yet taken a really strong hold, and we're also in a country where they're taking things very seriously. So it seemed more responsible to us to kind of hunker down here instead of taking the chance of picking up the virus in an airport along the way and then spreading it further in the U.S. And as time goes on, that seems smarter and smarter um, as things really take hold in the U.S. And we're seeing like in New York where cases are just skyrocketing and they're really worried about overloading the hospitals. Um, and we, before we left the U.S., we were living in California. We don't have a home in the U.S. right now, so if we went back, we would be looking for a place to live, which is not really a very good activity to undertake when you should be under quarantine. So staying in Argentina seems like a really smart thing to do, and it seems smarter every day. So tell us exactly where you are, and you mentioned that they seem to have a hold on it. What kind of measures are in place? Well, we're in Buenos Aires now. I'd say the last week or so, like the last four days, um, Argentina itself is shut down. Every place has got its own definition for what that means. But here in Buenos Aires, there's about 15 million people that live in Buenos Aires. There's 45 million that live in Argentina. So here, uh, you can go out on the streets, but you can't, it's not like you can go outside for exercise. You could go to a store or a pharmacy, uh, but it's only one person uh, every time. Well, it's, it's only really been twice since they shut down that we've gone out for groceries. Um, both times we've been stopped by the police. Our Spanish is not that great. You know, we gave them our passports, showed them we were in the country legally, that we weren't under quarantine because anybody who, in the news lately, we've seen people that have skipped the quarantine and if they get caught, um, they go to prison. So it's, they're taking it, like I said, they're taking it really seriously here. Yeah, absolutely. So in the meantime, though, what's happening with your blog, Story Scout? <laughs> well, you know, we certainly seem to have plenty of time to update it, but I actually have been working on an assignment from Wired about, uh, you know, a story that we came across a couple of months ago in Uruguay. So I've been trying to focus on getting that finished. Um, I am a a kind of a professional procrastinator, so that's been a bit of a challenge, but I finally finished a first draft today and hope to turn some attention to our Story Scout blog because we just have a backlog of stories to talk about, and we would love to share those stories with uh, people who have been following us. Yeah, a lot of travel bloggers are saying that. Like, it's, it's forced you to sit down uh, and stop 
for a start and you're not, you know, thinking about your next adventure, but getting the st- your stuff together, whether it be your stories, whether it be your photographs, whether it's working on your SEO, uh, this is a time where you could be really productive. Thank you for pointing out our lack of productivity. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not drinking uh, wine, that is. We're supporting the local economy here as best we can. <laughs> Good on you. So once this is all over, when it when it's all over, what what are your plans? Have you sort of sat down and because there's a lot of time to do some talking, sat down and thought about what you want to do? Well, I mean, we're supposed to return to the U.S. in June. Originally, this was uh, our plan was to travel for a year and then return to the San Francisco Bay Area and look for a place to live. So you know, as of now, that's still our plan. But we also recognize that we could be here longer. We could be hunkering down in Buenos Aires for quite a while. Honestly, it's kind of a wait and see. How are you going as a couple? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're all being forced into this kind of working from home uh, mentality here in Sydney. So I'm um, in a tiny flat with my husband. I spoke yesterday to Jessie from Jessie on a Journey, and she's in an even tinier flat with her partner in Manhattan. (laughs) Are Are you two coping okay? together is everything all right <laughs> no we're um we got a since, since we don't have a lease we got uh we're doing airbnb mostly we've got a slightly larger place it's still pretty small it's not manhattan small i don't know we can we can get out of each other's hair periodically even though we're not allowed to leave the building uh i could still go up on the roof and cry for a while and... the last place we were in our airbnb flat was a studio apartment so the only way we could be in separate rooms is if one of us went to the bathroom i have read that rather than a baby boom after this there could be a big spike in the divorce rate <laughs> No, the courts are all closed, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I love your sense of humour and you sound so positive. Really appreciate you sharing your story with me. Well, thank you so much and good luck surviving the quarantine. I'll share their blog and story they wrote about their choice in show notes and to get in touch with your story, email podcast at worldnomads.com. Phil, anything else before we wrap up this episode and tell you who we're chatting to tomorrow? I like this one. With weddings around the world cancelled and the honeymoons that follow them, a couple haven't let that get to them, tying the knot in a New York City street while a friend officiated from a fourth-storey window. (laughs) That's cool, isn't it? That's physical distancing. I am loving all these kinds of stories. Now, would you laugh, Phil, if you were stranded with your boyfriend? Well, you probably would. (laughs) Yeah, that would make me laugh a lot, yeah. If if you were stranded with your partner and two bikes in Uzbekistan. Go on. (laughs) Well, Ashley's laughing and we'll hear her story tomorrow. All right. Bye. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.